So friends, I was really uh, struck uh, this week in the readings with uh, that line from Jesus in the gospel that everything that is concealed will eventually be revealed. Number one, I love it because it rhymes, so I can uh, easily remember it. Uh, but everything that is concealed will eventually be revealed. Everything in the darkness, in the shadows, will eventually come to light. And I was thinking about that uh, partially because I really love uh, TV shows like uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and right now I'm into uh, Cold Case Files. This is, uh, I watch like all these episodes on Netflix about Cold Case Files. So these are obviously cases where uh, the trail of finding the person has gone cold for often decades, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and then they eventually solve the case. But the one on Netflix has this caption when it, uh, when the uh, intro music is going, and it says there's over 100,000 cold cases. Only 1% of them ever get solved. And this is one of those cases. But I was thinking about that from the eternal perspective of God, there are no cold cases. There are no unsolved mysteries. Right? Everything eventually comes to light. Everything hidden in the darkness will eventually be revealed, right? That's the teaching of Jesus in the gospel this weekend. And so I was thinking about it from two different sides. One on the side of suffering and um, just injustice. Um, and then the other side, like our personal morality and how maybe we doubt that teaching sometimes. So first, on, on, in terms of suffering and injustice, right, this is a great hope of ours. Right, that, and, and that we get this in the first reading, um, that the, the poor will be remedied for their exploitation on earth, right? Because what Jesus says here is not that everything will be revealed in this life, right? But that everything will eventually be revealed, right? So it could be in the life to come, but all the injustice in the world will be compensated for, right? That's the great hope. Of the new world to come, right? That all of the wickedness and all of the injustice will be remedied and compensated for. That those who are exploited in this life will receive justice. And that all of our sufferings in the world will be compensated for, right? That God, who is never outdone in generosity, has the ability in the world to come to make up for anything that was a form of suffering in this world. Right? That's the great hope. I'm not sure we always believe it. Right? I'm not sure we always, I think we doubt that belief. Like every time I think uh, that evil and corruption seems to be winning in the world, I start to doubt that teaching. You know? Every time, uh, like it seems like the bad guys are winning. You know, like the good people stick, right? I, I start, I doubt that teaching, right? Um, every, every time, interestingly, Jesus uses this example, every time I'm concerned more about my material well-being or the health of my own body, more than I am about the eternal fate of my soul, I doubt this teaching. Because Jesus says in the gospel, don't worry about the person that can kill the body. 
Worry about the person that can kill both body and soul and send them both into Gehenna. Right? That when we value the short term, not that we shouldn't value our health, but when we value our health and our material well-being more than we value our immortal soul, right? we're doubting this teaching that everything will eventually be revealed. So on that side, I think we hope and we pray and we pray for an increase in faith. And it doesn't mean we don't work to help alleviate those injustices on earth, but it's to recognize that they probably won't be fully remedied right, until the world to come. And I think God's going to show us compensation and justice that we could have never imagined uh, in the world to come. And so that's the great hope on the one side. On the other side, though, I don't think we believe this either. And what I mean by this is like, do we really believe that everything that I do in private will eventually become public? Everything that's concealed will eventually be revealed. I have this horrible image that at my judgment, God's just going to put up on a gigantic big screen all, all the private things in my life. And just like show it for anyone to watch. And I'm thinking, oh boy. You know, like that, that's my like great uh, fear, right? Because this teaching is kind of, it's, it's a little challenging. It's like everything that's hidden in darkness will be revealed. And sometimes it's revealed in this life. Right? Sometimes it's revealed in this life. Other times uh, it may be only revealed in the world to come. But I, I don't think we really believe this teaching either. Like, I think every time that we uh, tell a, a lie to get out of some slight inconvenience or uh, to prop ourselves up or something, we don't really believe this. We don't think the lie is going to come back to bite us. Of course, a lot of times we realize in this life the lie comes back to bite us because we have to lie another time to get out of the lie and then we dig ourselves a deeper hole and eventually the truth comes out. But it's possible we go to death with that lie, but... Jesus' commitment to us today is that it's going to come out. It's going to come into the light. You know? Every time we cheat to cut a corner, right? I'm always, I'm always talking to students about this because they always tell me, FJ, it is so easy to cheat today in classes, that the technology has made it so easy to cheat uh, that it's just become normal, which I don't understand because all we had back in my day was uh, spark notes. You guys remember those? Spark notes. That's the only way we could cheat back in the day. Um, but apparently with, you know, all these technological events, it's just so easy, right, to cheat, right? And my argument is that cheating always comes back to haunt you, right? Even if you get through that class, whatever, maybe you become less proficient at the area that you're called to be an expert in, right? Maybe you miss something that you really needed to learn, right? That... In the end, everything comes into the light when we try to cut corners and so on. I was thinking every time that we are afraid to go against the grain uh, and speak what we believe to be true, right, because we're worried about our reputation, we don't believe this teaching, right? Because if we really believed it, we would say, you know what, I'm going to do what I think is right and say what I think is right, and you know what? If, I, if it's right, then it will eventually surface, even if I have to go through some short-term uh, ostracization or whatever because of it. 
right? But we don't believe the teaching, and so we, we cave. We say, nah, I'd rather have my reputation intact than stand up for what I believe in. Right? I think we don't, we don't believe this teaching. Right? Every time I think we, we don't think it matters what we do in the privacy of our own minds or in our own homes, we doubt this teaching. Right? According to this teaching, there is no such thing as a private sin. Everything will eventually come to light in this world or in the world to come. And so sometimes I convince myself, oh, if no one's looking, you know, I can do this. Or no one, it doesn't matter what's going on in my mind, um, right? That's all hidden. And Jesus says, everything that's hidden uh, will eventually be brought into the bright light of truth. How that happens in this world or in the world to come remains somewhat uh, a mystery. I hope it's not quite like the image I have, that every, you guys are going to get all, all watch front row seat a movie of, of my hidden uh, darkness, right? But right, that's the kind of the image that I have uh, in my mind. So I think, I don't know, I think this teaching is, is tough. On the one hand, we, we kind of want it to be true on the suffering and justice side, right? But I think on the personal moral side, I'm not sure we want it to be true, right? It's kind of scary, but we definitely want it to be true on the suffering injustice side. We want everything to be remedied that's unfair and unjust in the world, right? But I'm not sure we want everything to come out that is in the interior recesses of our mind. Uh, on the left side, on this side, I, I think we just need to pray for, for hope and for an increase in faith that we actually believe that. That we believe it. It doesn't mean, again, we don't work for it here with, with our resources. But on this side, I want to encourage us. This is why, right, so many of the saints advocated for constant examination of our conscience. Right? St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, he was big on a nightly exam. Right? In which we examine our day. Because here's the thought is, if I'm constantly bringing things into the light to God then they don't stay hidden in the darkness. Right? If, if we're examining our conscience and, and bringing them to Jesus or bringing them to an accountability partner or bringing them to the sacrament of confession, we're exposing them to light. Right? And when they're out in the light, then I can deal with them, then God can deal with them, then other people can help me deal with them. But if they remain hidden in the darkness, then they just wreak havoc from the inside. And Jesus tells us they'll eventually come out anyway at some point. So it's an invitation, I think. I, there's this uh, spiritual writer that says, Our judgment at the end of our life with Christ, you should learn nothing new. I like that. Right? You should learn nothing new. Everything that he says, eh, this is going up on the screen. You'd be like, oh yeah, I know. I've been giving that to you in prayer for ten years because I've been battling that that shadow, right? Everything that we would learn at our judgment should be something that we have been constantly bringing to the Lord in prayer and examining in our conscience and maybe talking to other people about, man, I'm struggling with this. I need to, you to help me with this darkness, right? So that nothing's new. Everything is, and again, not to be unnecessarily vulnerable to random strangers, right? That's not the purpose, but to, to bring it to people that can help us to expose constantly the darkness, the hiddenness, so that 
we can bring things into the light of truth now so that we can continue to work on them so that they're not a surprise when everything needs to be revealed, uh, whenever that is. So friends, I invite us to reflect on that line from Jesus in a new way this weekend, that everything that is concealed will eventually be revealed. Uh, and let's pray that, obviously we pray for that with the sufferings of the world, but we also pray that we'd have the openness and the vulnerability to start to bring that the darkness and hiddenness and shadows to the bright light of God's truth so that he can heal us because he is the one who is the light of the world.